I am unit B1268. My commander has sent me Yeah, Clone Wars battle droid. Surprise, its battery hasn't run out. We don't see many of these anymore. Oh no. And when you do, there's usually a bunch of them. Alright, you know the drill. Greetings, Forsketeers, and welcome to another episode of Ghost Stories, a Rebels podcast. I am your host, Spectre 7, Mike, along here with Spectres 8 and 9, Lindsay and Ernie. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> well, okay. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into this episode. The last battle uh plot summary for this episode in the search for arms and artillery captain rex brings the rebels to an old abandoned base from the clone wars they quickly find that they're not alone however and must again face enemies from the past now right away this brings up a lot of clone wars feels for me you know including my super love for captain rex and basically anybody that d bradley baker plays on the show but what did you guys think? I mean, just kind of revisiting that Clone Wars era so soon. I thought it was a fun episode. I, I really, I enjoyed it. I think the only unfortunate part was it didn't add anything to the story. I felt like we we did take a step back. Um, you know, I was so invested in the first first two episodes, which introduced the Bendu. We got Darth Maul. We got Wedge and Tilly's. We got Thrawn the last episode. And this one, we got Roger Roger. So... It it was a good episode. It just didn't add anything to the story. Now, possibly down the line, we might you know see that uh, droid general again. But uh, you know, it was a fun episode. It it did bring back the feels of the Clone Wars for sure. Yeah, I my personal feelings on it. I felt like it was a filler episode, which we really haven't had this season. And I feel like every season is going to inevitably inevitably have some filler episodes. I. And for that fact alone, I liked it a lot less than the episodes. But I think that they were actually trying to say some really interesting things about what war does to people and how it damages them, especially with Rex. And also um, with the actual droids themselves, which was really, really interesting, um, kind of bringing that down to a younger level. And I thought that was a good thing to show considering you know, with the amount of war that we've had in our world today. And I, I kind of kept catching that throughout the episode. And it, and I, you know, Ernie points out, and I didn't really think about it, it will be really interesting if we do see them later on. I don't know if that's going to happen, but because they do part ways, but it'll be interesting if they do come back. But I did really like what they touched on with the fact that just because the war, you are no longer fighting the battles, it doesn't mean the battles have really left you. And I thought that was probably the strongest thing for me in the episode, even though I felt like this was a filler episode in general. Yeah, I am a hundred percent with you on that one. Um, the biggest thing, like this is where I kind of disagree with you, Ernie. The biggest thing I took away from this was that it was, this episode was more of an epilogue to clone wars than like a rebels episode like it because because of how it resolved it and the fact that ezra was the one to kind of put it together that 
the war had never really ended for them. And, you know, he he brought up a good point. And I think he kind of said something that we've actually never really thought about when he I mean, we're just skipping the the plot summary in this episode and going straight to what we talked about, because there were so many good things to talk about in this movie or in this episode (laughs) um, where Ezra says, like, he even says kind of like as a fan like us in real life, we never really talk about how the Clone Wars ended other than like, yeah, Palpatine won. But we never talk about it, how it means to the people in universe, mm-hmm. especially for the clone troopers. And for them, the war never ended. And we they never really figured out who won the war. No one ever really talked about it. Uh, I'll, I'll touch about it. I want to touch on that a little bit later in the episode when we get to that point and when Ezra talks about that. Because I had... I felt conflicted about how they resolved that, but I'll talk about that later. I, I mean, let's talk about it now. So, I mean, that's what we're jumping into. I okay, so I like the fact I like the way that they concluded it in saying that no, really, it's the Empire that is the enemy, and they they are the ones who, you know, both the clones and the the droids need to unite against the separatists need to unite against because they are the ones that are the true enemy. And I like that. I really like that idea. And I I believe that's true. I don't know how I felt about Ezra being the one to bring forth that. I love Ezra. And I. it makes sense that a younger, fresh mind who was never associated with it would come up with that idea. Because they are... Because Ezra is not entrenched on either side. But... I don't know. I wish that either Rex or the droid, you know, the droid uh, general could have, the tactical droid could have come up with that or they could have come to that on their own conclusion and it could have been a little bit more organic on their part as opposed to been an outside force of Ezra, Ezra if that makes sense. No, that, that, does, that makes sense. And I think that was something that they couldn't, that they couldn't do yeah. um, because they specifically say like, it's not in their programming and to that. We kind of see Rex revert back to his original, like clone programming where he, he is just kind of a mindless thing sometimes like originally without his, like without his template. So it, it was, it was weird kind of seeing that, um, that aspect of Rex and it did. We did need to have an outside view telling because we kind of like us as viewers. We kind of become just locked into that mode of thinking too. Like, like I said, like I don't think we ever thought about how the war ended. Yeah, and we all just yeah. kind of accepted it, just like they did. And I think we needed Ezra to kind of spell that out for us as well. That that help. Like, who really won? Like. I, I kind of wanted to add to that too, like, and the reason why I I personally liked it, Lindsay, was just that it was a uh, it was very innocent coming from Ezra, and the I, the way I look at it is Rex kind of fell back into his old ways. He even started calling Kanan General, but both of them coming from the Clone Wars themselves and how you know their relationship has developed. It was a nice humanizing moment for for Rex to like even have like the PTSD 
or like understanding uh like he never had closure from the clone wars and it almost like needed to be an outside source an innocent source if you know if i may say but i i really like that you know we do see the difference in relationships you know even from Kanan and Rex like remember like Kanan was mm-hmm. not a fan of Rex when they first met and and Rex was more yeah. like the laid back like retired dude you know <laughs> hanging out in in the desert but now like Kanan is is now an adult he's he's a Jedi he's a full-fledged Jedi and they're like thrown back into this like time warp almost but it was it was Ezra that kind of pulled him back and and realized like you guys are programmed like you need to stop thinking about being programmed and think about how we're going to end this and how you guys are going to feel that you guys completed your mission. And that that's kind of the way I felt about it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with all your, I, I see all your points. I just felt, I guess I would just wish it was a little bit more organic. I felt it was a little, it felt I don't rushed. know, like first. Yeah. I just felt it was a little clunky. I feel like they really like pushed it really hard. I think that was my main issue. I just felt, I think my main issue is it just felt pushed, pushed forward and kind of rushed. I probably wouldn't have as much of an issue uh, as uh, with Ezra bringing it up if it hadn't been so rushed. But again, that's because we have such a short time period with the episodes. Right. Yeah. Like I kind of wish this had been a two parter. Mm-hmm. Because, of serves as an epilogue to clone wars like i felt i feel like that should have definitely had a little bit more weight to it but again i mean we're kind of pressed for time in this show so we didn't really get a chance to do that so i mean i see the both sides of it yeah yeah i mean i guess what really broke my heart was that this super tactical droid he knew that his droids were falling apart and he still went forward with this because he, you know, both of them are damaged people and they still, you know, this, this, I don't know. I felt a lot of sympathy for this super tactical droid <laughs> by the end of it. And I felt a lot of sympathy for the droids by the end of it and really wanted them to get out of the situation. And it's one of the few times I think I've, I felt that cause, and it was one of the nice things that I think this episode did. I I know I I came into this I know I said at the beginning I was like this is a filler episode but the more I think on it the more I appreciate it. Yeah, like it it it's definitely I think in the grand scheme of things it is kind of a filler episode because it doesn't really further like the plot of the rebels um like they get a new ship at the end when they steal one of the old separatists um shuttles right yeah. that were at this that were at this old droid base which is cool and and you know, hey, like we got a new Phantom. I like that they said that specifically. I'm, I'm kind of wondering how it's going to fit on the ship. Like, is it just going to sit on top? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like really tall. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's really tall and a little bit wider than that spot where the Phantom originally sat. But I mean, there there was a lot of cool stuff in this episode. Um, kind of seeing Rex treat Kanan like a Jedi general when they talk about doing the sh- the sword and shield maneuver. Yeah. And then specifically Kanan knowing what that was. I thought mm-hmm. that was really neat. And, and I think it- Ezra getting yelled at rightfully for not paying attention to what his task was. I mean, given he, he 
he had a val- he felt like he had a valid reason for it. He was interrupted but, by Chopper. <laughs> by Chopper, but the fact that you know Rex points out like this is a life or death situation. If you don't stick to your cues, people can and will die. I thought that was a really good. It was a nice thing for Ezra to be reminded of. Well, no, what even closed def- that part out too was Kanan's confirmation after too. I mean, he t- kind of tapped. Ezra on the shoulder, and this is like, sorry, like sometimes any war veteran kind of goes back into that moment. That was like, like it's, a nice. It's not, it's yeah. not you. It's him. It, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with you on that one. Um, it's also my own personal stubbornness where I'm kind of like, no, like you need to listen. Like, yes, that I put us in danger, and I should have told you, but I also just saved our butts. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, and I guess, like, I come from a military background, personally. Like, I actually come from a military background, so, like, I believe, like, I, yeah, he saved their butts, but, you know, there was, if he, if it had been done quicker, you know, like, who knows what could have happened if he hadn't, you know, he, it all worked out, but it could not have worked out. Because he was slow. And I believe in military, you know, there's, I believe in following orders as long as the orders are, uh, you know, accurate, which that one was. And so as I believe in following rules and orders, (laughs) I'm a little bit like a little clone trooper (laughs) at (laughs) times. And it, and so I, I felt a lot, I could understand Rex's anxiety. And I was like, yeah, Ezra, come on. I get it. I understand why you're upset that you got yelled at, but. His anxiety was, yeah, his anxiety was really rooted in the fact that he needed closure. And the tactical droid, I think, I think the, the tactical droids was, his name was Kalani, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Kalani. Uh, same thing. Very calculated, but needed that closure. There were some like really enjoyable moments though in the, in this battle. I, that's, I think that's why I felt like it was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I totally see your point, like coming from the military background, because it was important to Rex. Like he was upset, but like in a very uh, like rebuking way. Rebuke is not a bad thing. It's just it's a correction, you know. Well, yeah, it was a correction, but also up until that point, Rex had been hit by a bolt, but he chalked up the bolt's lack of strength to his armor being strong at that point we didn't realize that the clones were really having problems malfunctioning and that their weapons were you know i assume that their weapons you mean were, the droids that sorry the droids were malfunctioning a little bit because they were you old. know ezra got hit too and it didn't seem to face him much so that w- I- you know that actually that was the thing that worried me because i was like because ezra was out of frame for so long mm-hmm. like i thought we were going to pan down and see that like his hand got like injured severely and he would be sporting a new hand at the end of this episode or so like that seemed like an injury setup like oh like they're out of frame for so long and then you're gonna pan down and oh my gosh they don't have a hand <laughs> anymore hand, yeah <laughs> like well, yeah that's, that's... What I was, that's what i was expecting so get it like i didn't i was just kind of i was a little disappointed that we got that little fake out but then also that mm-hmm. at the end where they're malfunctioning and i guess and, i guess that just means like their blasters aren't as strong anymore 
Is, I think so. Like they were just all the power in them was the power just is failing. Like depleting. Yeah, I actually yeah. really enjoyed that because I thought it was pretty comedic, but like it kind of made sense, you know. Like, and it's, oh, yeah. but it's also really sad. I mean, it's, they're di- they're dying. Yeah, essentially, they're dying. And I mean, it's obviously they're droids, so it's not the same as like a person dying. But so they didn't realize that it. Obviously, like Rex at the time is thinking that, yeah, it is actual life or death. It is not really a game. Like, they could actually die in this. So if somebody screws up a little bit or if there's a false move, somebody could get hit in the head with a blaster bolt and have their head explode. You know what part I I thought was really cheesy, by the way, uh, was that the droids were so bad or, like, so old, whatever you want to chalk it up to, that they needed to fire at Kanan and Ezra. And they had to yes. deflect the shot towards the proton bomb. Well, I thought that I also, was a little like, uh, I don't know about I that. I also really liked when they captured them and they were like, these are the first, these are the only people we've ever captured. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we captured somebody. And they were like, this is the only people we've captured. <laughs> I was like, and originally I thought it was like, oh, they usually kill their captors. They, they kill the people they capture. They don't actually capture people. But now it makes more sense and it's like no they've just never actually captured anybody they're worse than stormtroopers <laughs> yeah i i love because ezra has never dealt with any like he he says in this episode like he's heard so much about the clone wars and we get a part where ezra interacts with the battle droid for the first time so when the droid says roger roger immediately <laughs> he asks who's roger <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty like, funny that was yeah. Yeah, I, I, like it's such a joke between like b- as fans, like that's a joke for us. But it's just it's funny to hear that in context in this universe. Like they they realize it's kind of silly as well. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know what was awesome, by the way. Like I don't I don't want to brush over it. I totally want to bring it up. Is stormtroopers versus droids. Like especially you know, when the, the stormtroopers just showed up and they're like, "Oh, look, it's just one I of those would, old relics." <laughs> like they just blast them. Well, no, no, no. It, that it, I wanted to talk about that because that I I think that's really cool, and they explicitly talk about how the Empire deals with these droids. Like they drop that kind of lore building, like that kind of lore building info, where we find out like there's an actual protocol for the Empire on how to deal with droids, and it's literally just to blast them, like. I, I, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like, they're gonna just blast. They're just gonna open fire on these droids while the droids are trying to like make peace with them and talk to them. And I'm like, these stormtroopers are just gonna open up fire, <laughs> and they and they did, which was great. But it was it was just interesting to see that there's that protocol for how to deal with them, especially since they had a conversation right before they blasted them. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> like they were kind of just talking over the droid, and the droid. <laughs> It's just the droids are just going on about like you know like hey uh, we are uh, gonna help you out with these Jedi we you know blah 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 and the stormtroopers are just like all right let's just you know let's just deal with them. I know, and I felt bad, especially when the one was running away. I know. I I never thought I would have sad feelings towards droids. <laughs> But I just, their silliness and they're just, they were so earnest. 
And I think that's what really got me. They did a really good job with that and just making them sympathetic. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's one of the things that we really benefited by having both the Clone Wars show and uh, Rebels yeah. is we get to see, like, I mean, the clone, the clones and the droids in the movies never had really personality. And we, we get that here. And, like, the show kind of did the impossible and made the faceless characters sympathetic and some of our favorites, you know? Like characters were in a movie like i would never have liked rex and them as much mm-hmm. i didn't like the clones until clone wars and they were able to do that and uh, i'm i'm i've kind of come around on droids too yeah that was a nice so. nice nice change it was i i i think i i i get what you're trying to say Lindsay. yeah mm-hmm. i just i really i the way that the super tactical droid talked it was almost, you know, he he was really cold and calculating at the beginning, but you really started to kind of understand how much this meant to him. And obviously, they're not programmed with emotions, but it, it was almost like he had developed emotions being so separated from, you know, his actual separatist. I guess it would be like his, you know, anybody who's actually giving him directions besides himself. And it was just really interesting to see. I, I've I've always been really drawn to droids and androids and things like that and kind of how they develop and evolve over time and how they can kind of create personalities within themselves. And it was really neat to see that. See, I found it really interesting that he specifically says that he knew that he got the shutdown order after Order 66 and he mm-hmm. specifically ignored it. Like he he thought it was a Jedi trap and disabled it yeah that was how he how he was able to do that they never they don't touch on in the episode so i'm really interested to see how he was able to overcome that that kind of programming yeah and i think that's just in how if were there any other super tactical droids that were able to do that it's it's we may never get an answer on that but i think that's such an interesting idea that a, a droid could evolve in vacuum almost because it doesn't seem like there were any humans around. Yeah. Like we, we got the sense that they basically evolved a personality. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost kind of like, kind of like Wally the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like these droids have been alone for so long and without, cause typically in star Wars, like they erase the droids programming if they have too much of a personality. <laughs> Like R2's an exception because R2's never had his memory wiped. But these guys haven't for almost, you know, twenty years. So to kind of see kind of see that like AI evolution in this episode, I mean, are they or at least the Kalani, the super the tactical droid, is he like a true AI in Star Wars or does is he just a droid that's smart enough to realize something? You know what I was gonna say too, um, I feel like they took some inspiration here from uh, World War II. Because there were stories about um, finding deserted Japanese soldiers on, like, islands and them thinking it was still World War II. Like, to the droids, they were still in the Clone Wars. I wonder if they, like, took that inspiration and, and used that. I mean, that's definitely a really great question. And I think we should send that to uh, Rebels Recon. And hopefully they answer that on the next episode. 
Yeah, hopefully. Because that is that I I've heard I've heard of that too. And I guess that that didn't click with me for this, and it makes total sense that like this that the uh, Clone Wars would be essentially the World War Two of this universe. Did I just blow I mean, you guys' minds? Did mine a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, anything else that we liked about this episode? Um, I, you know, the Imperials getting sent to deal with them. I I understand that it was set up to do the conflict and to help bring about the catalyst of them realizing that the true enemy was the Imperials and not, you know, the clones versus the separatists or slash droids. But Yeah, like I, I uh, really really like, liked that. But like, I, I I don't know what I, I'm still really curious on where that entire that ship's storyline is going with them because obviously they didn't figure out you know i i'm curious on where that storyline is going we kind of have an idea of maybe where thrawn is going but this where are they going because hera you know obviously they kind of have they've been able to track hera you know the ghost and hera and all of them so i'm just really curious on where those that set of empire where the droids are going? No, no, no. Where, like, that set of the, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. The governor. Price. Oh, Governor Price. Price. Where Price's story is going. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. one as well. story's coming to a head, too, because she, like, I don't, her story's going somewhere as well. Like, and she's showing great intelligence, but her, her she was mainly a vehicle to show that the empire was the true enemy but where's her story truly going and that's yeah. where i'm really curious about okay yeah like like i said last time because uh, i mean she it seems like she's stepping out of her jurisdiction if she's the governor of lothal like what is she doing out here in agamar like it, she has to not either not be a governor anymore and has joined the navy or uh, she's been granted special powers like i i'm just i'm i'm with you like i'm trying to figure out what she's doing exactly yeah that is interesting i mean i love her like i utterly love her and she's incredibly intelligent and showing a lot of smarts but i just don't know where they're going with her yeah i'm definitely interested to see what they do it's nice to see a strong female character on the imperial side because you just don't get a lot of those i mean it's it's dominated by a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's definitely true. You know, it it is great to have, you know, so many female characters. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see because we have the other uh, famous woman Imperial Ray Sloan, but she's only been in the books so far. She's been in a lot of the books, so I'm I'm interested to see if we'll ever get her in Rebels. Because this is kind of the era where she starts. In fact, she shows up in the first book, uh, a, a New Dawn, that mm-hmm. is specifically a prequel to Rebels. So we know she's in this era. We just it would we be just haven't seen to, her. Yeah, it would be interesting to see her in this episode, or like in it, at least show up somewhere. Yeah. Another thing I liked about this, uh, it was it was kind of interesting to have them refer to like to Rex as their veteran from the Clone Wars 
even though Kanan technically was there too. Yeah. Because he, because he, he was in the Clone Wars. He at least was a Padawan during them. And it was interesting to hear the uh, Kalani refer to uh, Ezra as his Padawan and then Kanan go most of the time. <laughs> yes. Like also, that, yeah. that was a good bit. What was the other? Uh, but uh, I, uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention, I liked, I really liked the fact, and we didn't really touch on it, but the fact that the super tactical droid, basically, you know, Zeb was involved, but the <laughs> super tactical droid was like, no, 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 you were never involved. In yeah, the I, yeah, so I, I found that our, interesting too. <laughs> you're our hostage. Like, goodbye. Like, well, you don't yeah. get to fight. Well, like, he made, he, it made sense that like he what that Lasats hadn't been in the Clone Wars, so they weren't part of the simulation that the droids have been running for all these years. He was so Zeb was kind of the unknown quantity that could have either helped the rebels or the droids, but because he's so into his programming, at, at least like the way to try to finish the Clone Wars, that he didn't want to jeopardize that by adding this unknown factor. So I I, I found that really interesting. Yeah. I just I I, it, I actually really laughed at that because Zeb was like okay and he was like no 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 not you yeah you're our hostage have fun and their love- conversations were great I loved his conversation his short conversations with Zeb and the super tactical droid <laughs> he's like you could always surrender and he's like no we don't do that and he's like I wasn't kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> another thing I found really interesting was that the tactical droid had calculated the rebels the rebels chance of defeating the empire and the odds were pretty low it was like 23 oh. point something percent i think it was yeah yeah they were pretty low yeah they were small very small now as we know they the rebels do win eventually. they win but i'm interested to see Spoiler. that but or <laughs> if... or do they because <laughs> things don't aren't going so well in the force awakens Billion in the Empire anymore. It's some stupid First Order stuff. Shut, shut your face. But no, we. I'm, I'm interested to see if Kalani, if if his math is, you know, if he does it after the Rebels defeat Death Star, the first one. Because mm-hmm. that's just not a. That's not like a small win. That's like something that's going to definitely change the odds in their favor going forward. That's not only like, um, like a military win that's also like that's a huge kind of i can't think of the word for it but like that is that ruins the empire's image as this unstoppable force by having this small band of you basically nobody's defeat i'm interested to see if kalani comes around and joins the rebellion in that sense that's why that's why i mentioned it in the beginning I, i really do believe that he will be back um, I really hope so because I like that idea of him coming back to help them. Yeah, it, yeah it'd be a we, nice. Call we may back. not get it. We may not get it in this show, but we'll, maybe somewhere in the future or in a book or something where Kalani does come back. I don't know. I, I I'd argue that point because Dave Filoni likes to bring back a lot of characters that he's used before in the past. So we may get a surprise, but you might be right too. So, all right, guys. Well, closing thoughts for this episode. Did you? Like Lindsay, I know you said you thought it was filler, but have we convinced you otherwise now? You know, I still feel like it's filler, but I, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad episode. That's no, the thing. 
in the grand, I in the grand scheme filler, of things, but I don't think it's a bad episode. No, you're right. Like in in the grand scheme of the show and the arc that the show, this is this is kind of a one-off episode. I I don't think we'll see Kalani again at least this season. But I think we might. I hope we see Kalani again. I mean, I I'm glad that Rex didn't meet his end. Like the last battle is kind of an ominous title. And For the record, I kind of well see you're you're glad. I I want somebody to die. <laughs> okay, Joss Whedon. God, jeez. Well, I just feel like it would up the ante a little bit. I mean, this this or I I mean, I I get what you I get where you're going. Like dramatically, like it would make sense. Where I was I guess because I was I guess I was expecting it, and because it didn't happen, I was like, oh, I think that's what happened. I think that's why I was a little disappointed in this episode. And things have gotten better for me as we've talked about it is because by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, so that's it. It There's no death. There's no. Oh, OK. But as we've talked about it, I've come around to your guys thinking. I just think I was I genuinely thought I genuinely thought Rex was going to die in this episode. So when it didn't happen, I was a little surprised. I love Rex, but I I was just a little surprised. No, I, I, I mean, I want him to go out heroically. Yes. And or, you know, continue on for ever and ever and ever. So many years. I mean, to the Battle of Endor. <laughs> no, we're not opening up that discussion again. Oh, Pablo. <laughs> Pablo confirmed it and even showed Pablo. <laughs> Pablo confirms a lot of things. He really does. <laughs> Meow. Millicent the cat. <laughs> All right, guys. So then uh, now that we've thoroughly convinced Lindsay, what would you rate the episode? I was by at the beginning of this podcast. I was like a four or a five, but now I'm like at a seven. Wow, that's that's a big you, jump. You got me up. That's yeah, you got jump. me up. You got me up three numbers. Uh, right, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna say it's a seven. Uh, it definitely wasn't. It, it it officially to me it, it's it's a filler episode. It wasn't space whales filler. Awesome. <laughs> I, I like but, the pergill. I love the pergill. Yeah, that one. Oh, I love that episode. It was such a beautiful episode. But this episode was just fun. It was just fun. It didn't add anything as far as where the journey is right now. It was nice to see a little bit of Rex, you know, and his story and his closure. That that is nice. But it was just a seven for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's a solid seven across the board with us. Um, it. It's definitely a filler episode, but it's nice to see it as an epilogue to the Clone Wars. In the sense that the war is officially over between these two parties as representatives of both sides. So it, that was really nice to see. I agree. All right. Well, I guess that will just about do it for this episode of Ghost Stories, a Rebels podcast. Um, if you guys want to talk about anything, if you think we missed anything in this episode, which I'm sure we did because we just kind of jumped all over the place, you can tweet those to us at Ghost Stories Pod on Twitter. Any cool questions, and we'll definitely read them on the air for you guys. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at It's The Rocketeer. That's I-T-S, The Rocketeer. Ernie, where can we find you? I'm also on Twitter at Ernie TRC. And I'm at... Betty, B-E-T-T-I-E, Bloodshed, or at S-D-C-C, Nerds Attack. You can also check out Ernie and I on the other show we do here on the Random Chatter Network, The Retro Convo. You can also check out a bunch of other shows here on the network. Uh, Echo Base, which is our main Star Wars show. Outer Rim, Cordcast, 
and a bunch of other TV show podcasts. Also, you can catch Mike and I. Uh, we will be in L.A. Comic Con. Uh, we will be wearing retro convo hats. So if you guys see us and want to chat, chat. Oh, stop for by. the record, I, I will also be there, too. Oh, hey. So then the whole Ghost Stories crew will be at, let's just say <laughs> Ghost Stories hats then. Hey, let's do a mobile uh, episode. I'll, I'll bring my Zoom. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be in costume, Mike. I can't wear a hat over my Hawks hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, if you guys are in the L.A. area the last weekend of October, I think it's the 28th to the 30th, um, we will be at L.A. Comic Con. So if you guys yeah. want to talk to us, you know, Ernie and I will be wearing our retro convo hats. Lindsay will be dressed up as Hux somewhere. So, yeah, just come come up and let us know. But until then, guys, may the force be with you. And we will see you next time for Imperial Super Commandos. Yes! It's an interesting episode. We uh, saw a little bit of a clip and we saw Fen Rao, so we know this is going to be dealing with some Mandalorians. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, may the Force be with you, and we will see you next time.